If you look on the screen here and see these um, weird inkblot images I'm showing you, they are part of what's known as Rorschach's inkblot test. Uh, Rorschach was a psychologist and uh, he developed uh, these images to determine how you think. I wonder what your initial reaction is when you see each of these images. What uh, words or phrases instantly come into your mind as you see them? Well, they can be quite telling according to Rorschach. He would use an algorithm to determine a lot about his patient's subconscious values. And in some cases, he could even test whether they uh, may have had some kind of neurological disorder. He would only use the first response of a patient when they saw each inkblot, and he had to answer quickly. The impulses of the brain, he said, were the key to unlocking the deep truth inside his patients' minds. Now, I'm not sure how uh, reliable the science is, but it is certainly the case, isn't it, that our uh, first impressions can be telling. When a friend asks you how their outfit looks, they can usually tell the truth from your initial facial expression or your stifled, oh yeah, you nailed that outfit. And when I explain some feature of the Christian faith uh, here in chapel or in the classroom, I see your initial reactions. Those little tells in your body language or the tone of your voice in your reply. And some of those can be very telling. Our reaction to the parable of the prodigal God that we read last week was probably telling as well. There may well have been one brother in the story, the younger or the older, who you kind of sided with more when you heard their accounts. Now, it may have just been because you're the eldest sibling or you're the youngest sibling in your family, or maybe you have a sibling who is very much like one of the brothers in this parable, and so you sympathise with the other one. Now, even if your reaction was just to shrug your shoulders and to think that you, you don't need to listen to this story, well, that's still a reaction. And like the inkblot tests, it's a telling one. You see, when Jesus told this parable, it drew some pretty telling reactions as well. We're told of two groups who were listening in to Jesus' parable, and Luke, who recorded it, provides some brief, instant reactions like those of the inkblot test. The first group that Luke calls are the tax collectors and sinners. Now, if we're going to align the tax collectors and sinners with one of the brothers in the parable, well, it would have to be the younger brother. After all, he's the one who's clearly a touch greedy. He wants his inheritance before his dad has even died. And tax collectors in Jesus' day were known for their shady, greedy ways back then as well. And the younger brother is also kind of mentioned as living it up and partying with uh, prostitutes. And so that would kind of draw in the general sinner's tag that Luke adds along with the tax collectors. Now what's interesting about the initial reaction of the sinners and the tax collectors to Jesus is the way that it's recorded in our short reading this morning. Luke says there in verse 1 that they were approaching to listen to Jesus. And under the hood there in the Greek, the verb for approaching has an ongoing sense to the action. It's as if this is how the sinners always responded to Jesus. They were, for some reason, unavoidably drawn to him. And this brings us to our second group, the Pharisees and the scribes. These guys are the religious elites of their day. 
They were seen as the morality police, the gatekeepers of God's truth. And these guys were offended by this, these crowds of sinners flocking to Jesus. We're God's true followers, they might have thought. Only we truly know right from wrong, not this Jesus bloke. And so if he's attracting sinners, well, then he must just be telling them what they want to hear. And that's why the Pharisees are recorded by Luke as complaining that this man, Jesus, welcomes sinners and he eats with them. If you're following Jesus, they would argue, then you're just being led in circles because he's just as sinful as you are. And so you can see how the Pharisees are, are kind of like the elder brother in Jesus' parable. They're self-righteous, critical, and they're dismissive of their sinful younger brother. So I wonder who you're siding with in this parable. Maybe you were intrigued by the story when you heard it last week. How could the father be so generous and so forgiving to that younger brother? I wonder if he would do the same for me. Or perhaps your reaction was, how could the father be so generous and forgiving to that younger brother? I bet he wouldn't do the same for me. Even if your reaction was not like either of those, and it was simply to write this whole story off as a waste of time, but you like that you get to sit on chairs now in chapel, that's still a reaction, isn't it? And it's just as religious a reaction as the sinner or the Pharisee. It's a religious reaction because you don't believe this parable has any truth. It's pretty much the same reaction the Pharisees had when I put it like that, isn't it? They knew better. And even after hearing the story, we're told that they simply scoff at Jesus. They believed something else to what Jesus taught. They had a different view of how the world worked. In short, they had a different religion. Now, you might have an entirely different faith system to Christianity. You might reduce what you believe in down to those things that can be measured and, and verified and proven, which is not to say that those methods aren't wise, but to you that might be all that there is. And you might not know what you believe, but you know that it sure ain't this Christianity thing that I keep banging on about. You see, whichever or how any, however many of those approaches to the truth resonates with you, as I mentioned them, I'm inviting you to put them to the test this term with this parable. Because as Jesus tells this parable, he shows us what Christianity is really all about. And he goes deeper than our initial inkblot reactions. He shows us that we need something more than two brothers, more than the sinner and the Pharisee, in order to know the truth about Jesus. But we need to first know how these true brothers uh, deeply expose the heart of humanity. And we'll do that next week. This parable is one that we can all share in because the truth of God's kingdom lies within it. And it's a truth that pushes us beyond the ink blots and deep into our psyche. So that whether we are attracted or affronted by this parable, we will see that we are all affected by it.